Let me tell you about today's guest because it's an honor for me to welcome her to this platform. Janet Hopewell is a senior pastor, speaker, and author of over 20 books. But before all these things, she was a wife and a mother. In fact, she's my mother, which I think makes her the perfect first guest. For 15 years, she suffered with two disabling chronic illnesses, whilst trying, like many of you, to simply make life more bearable for herself and our family. In today's episode, I talk with her about the healing miracle that helped to put her on her current path and her journey of renewal from brokenness to wholeness. Okay, welcome to today's uh, show. The first question I have for you is, um, when you had both spondylolisthesis and endometriosis, how did your health affect your day-to-day life? So that your day-to-day lifestyle? Well, it was really difficult. Um, it was because um, I was a mom. Um, I had a young daughter at the time. And, and with everything I had to do, we had to consider the position I was in, um, especially by the time my um, spondylolisthesis uh, gave me... Um, uh, the, the, if, when I ended up in the wheelchair, um, it was not very easy to like take kids to school. Take for example, going to children's uh, school meeting, uh, parents meeting, or, or trying to fix food for my children. I was relying more on my husband to help to do that and my older daughters. And so I find I needed more help uh, with spondylolisthesis it was very difficult, movement was very restricted, uh, a lot of medication to help with my day-to-day. Um, it wasn't easy because I was too much in pain. And with endometriosis, it was coupled with endometriosis makes it even more difficult because getting out of bed can, can just be like a nightmare. Uh, so I needed help to, to get about my food intake was poorly um i had to find all kind of ways to try and cope with the day-to-day for example um i find that eating was just not on the option first thing in the morning i couldn't take in anything with the way that endo was affecting uh my system in at that moment and of course uh, then I needed help with spondylolisthesis to get from A to B. And so every day was really difficult in that respect. Yeah. What do you think was like the biggest burden for you um, in that day-to-day? Well, it was mostly um, having to swallow a lot of medication to mm. keep uh, the day-to-day going. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that this medication was helping. Uh, at the, in the beginning, I didn't have the pain management. I didn't have any kind of management in place mm. that could help me to cope. Uh, there was no, um, I didn't have any kind of um, help to show me uh, what, you, what, what, what things I can do and what things um, that, might, that help. might help me yeah. to, to get the day to day going. So I had to learn, mm. you know, I had to each day learn to see where I was and uh, some days I, I, I just to uh, to get out of bed because of endo can be agonizing because the pain is enormous. 
and so I can't have food. I can't take any food in because I might uh, end up uh, being ill. So um, I put into place. I, I, I discovered that if I had a drink of warm water, a, a hot water, in fact, if I had a sip of that first in the morning, that sort of helped to uh, to calm the, the the feeling of nausea that comes with endo. It clears that up a bit, and so I settle for going for hot water first thing in the morning and then allow my body um, to get adjusted to that and then I go about trying to find what else I can eat. That takes a lot of uh, lessons to get to, to the food. Yeah, uh, a lot of planning. Yeah, a lot of planning and, and it took a while to really discover what I can eat and what I couldn't eat. Uh, so, but in the early stages, uh, coping with that day-to-day, -day, uh, just a drink of hot water was like a relief. Um, and for, for that's for my uh, system. And then uh, once I'm helped out into my uh, crotch stick or my or wheelchair, then um, I tend to use the opportunity when I'm painless to do as much as I can with the kids and laugh and, and talk to them. I, I, I was uh, determined not to um, let the the endo and the spondylolysis take over completely, but it, it's, it's a hard thing to, to try and cope with. And so I can understand and sympathize with other people who might be in that position even uh, at this time. And how did you cope spiritually and emotionally? I think, uh, especially emotionally, because I think that um, sometimes we, it's, of course, we, we have to focus on the spiritual, but I think before the spiritual can um, kick in, sometimes the emotional and the mental part of it, you need to have that under control as well. So yeah. what, what kind of um, tools did you use to try and cope? Well, for, for someone, I think for, it depends on, on, on each person's journey uh, because my journey had always been uh, more more lean lean more on my spiritual uh, side than my emotional side but even during this time I, my emotion was upside down and everywhere mm -hmm. and so I, re I recognized that it had to be dealt with and so how did I deal with that was knowing that this is what I'm going through. I I talk myself through every single day, allowing myself to understand this is a is a condition, and it needs to be addressed. And this emotion I'm feeling is part of the thing that I'm and I'm suffering from. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, this thing is that I'm going through is not who I am. So I need the spirit's help to help me to override. What, uh, what, the what what the emotion is trying to get me to do. The emotion will, of course, I'm feeling pain, and my emotion is all over the place because I'm in pain, and and I I don't try to suppress the pain because uh, I just well, after I've taken uh, uh, if I need the medication and I've taken it, then I always rely heavily on the help of the spirit to help me to to sustain me. And that is always through going and reading my Bible uh, and speaking over myself a lot, a lot of times 
uh, I tend to do that a lot. I think that's what got me through on those, in those times. Uh, times. Yeah. And um, obviously throughout this time, you've just seen so many uh, medical professionals, doctors, oh, uh, all sorts of people. Yeah. What would you say is or was the biggest misconception that they had that that they had about people living with chronic illnesses like like you endometriosis were. and yeah. spondylitis is 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 one of the I think it's one of the major thing I learned uh, during my 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 time in the wheelchair and my and endometriosis I learned a lot that when people are, who are in the profession who with the lack a, a wee bit of understanding in what you're going through, then they they tend to have less empathy. They tend to have because um, they can't cope with. They can see you in in pain and in discomfort, um, and so I went through a series of time when I was in professional seeking professional help, and gosh, I can't even begin to tell. Uh, you have many people I had to see and how um, uh, some of them the bedside manners because they lack understanding now looking back I, I can see that it's the lack of understanding the depth of what I'm in when they lack understanding then they get really frustrated irritated with you mm -hmm. they, they sort of put all the blame on you because they can understand what you're what going through. And I think I, I had the most amazing experience even just recently where a, a qualified, really qualified physician um, went into uh, the hospital to, to, um, to sort of learn. She said, I'm here to learn about gynae. Uh, I'm a qualified already uh, patricianer, a, 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 a doctor but I wanted to learn more about women and gynae uh, especially to do with every area of um, women in, in um, gynecological uh, uh, problem and I thought that's really uh, fantastic because anyone who goes into her surgery with a gynecological problem she's going to be attentive she's going to be uh, 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 listening mm. because she's got some kind of understanding i think what our professionals need is some understanding in the various areas they're likely to come into contact with women with men and children and it, and i think it, but of course it's, it, most of the doctors specialize in different fields and so if you go into uh, with the gynecological problem to a, a practitioner who is just a general practitioner and has not come into contact with endo before or spinal issue, then they tend to look at you and look in their book. And if it doesn't fit in, then it doesn't fit yeah, in. They can't then they can't help you and they can get easily frustrated. And so I came into, in, in those days, it was even harder because... Um, endometriosis was something like uh, an eczema is not well recognized no and so it was really really hard on me and i met a lot of frustrated physicians who mm. just like lose their temper they tend to think are you are you conjuring this thing from somewhere 
or you're not you you they can see your stress and your pain and your circumstances but they can't do and i they, and i saw a lot of ways that that was addressed was give me more painkiller and that doesn't work increase the level the dose give me more more heavier drugs and i kept saying i don't think i need more painkillers and drugs i just need a solution first i need to know what the problem was but mm -hmm. it was very hard for anyone to diagnose me when they themselves lack the understanding so proverbs 2 verse 6 for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding So speaking about, um, you mentioned there about your diagnosis. I mean, what was it like when you finally um, were given your diagnosis? How did you feel? Were you relieved by it? And uh, like, how did that impact you um, emotionally and spiritually? Oh my, uh, that is a big question. And that, thank you for asking that because it is, it is always, it was as, the, the 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 i it's like a a big huge load mm. uh lifted off uh my shoulder because if you lack understanding on what you're going through then it's hard to deal with the problem mm. and that was where i was for a long time uh my spondylolysis it took them a, a while to diagnose from test after test and test and manipulation and this and that and then surgery and, and it was like i was frustrated they were frustrated because we were trying to get to the bottom of it and finally oh you have spondylolysis a hole we've discovered after several x-rays there's a lower bone on your on your fifth uh, vertebrae and it's got a deep hole the one at the top is rubbing on top of the one that is uh poorly at the bottom and that's where your pain is coming from and oh my goodness thank you mm -hmm. because now i know what what, the, what i'm dealing with how do i hold this one at the top from rubbing on the one be below or we can put a spine thing in it and it was so it never did happen it never did work for me and they they were quick to say even this surgery never really really um resolved the issue and of course it never did resolve the issue for me uh and of course i remain in in that position for 15 years until but with the with endo neither was that diagnosed on time and uh, it took me traveling out to america before uh we finally found uh the the, the cause of this horrible horrible thing that i suffer in this this, this agonizing pain in the stomach and the, the the sick feeling the you just want to be sick everywhere i couldn't take anything in that will stay i was in constant uh, um nauseating uh sort of position every single thing I, so i i tend to take off every food everything i ate i was in the uh just gonna in fact throwing up or feeling like um when it was finally diagnosed it was uh this endo that is uh wrapped just 
by the ovary and it's usually just stays there and grows large if it's not cut off but you know what was amazing was god was so kind in this i can't say uh that not, not say all this and not mention how amazing god had helped me to have coped with it because by the time i finally got into surgery and they were really shocked that i could have coped and survived with that size of the endo and where he had attached itself on mm. both sides of my ovary and it was so sad to have gone through that pain and i never wish it on my worst enemy I, from that moment i wish to be able to do something for other women who might be suffering from this because and have no clue what they're going through or have no uh, solution to it but the just discovering what it was and and getting to be diagnosed seen by a physician diagnosed coming back to the uk and and being re-diagnosed oh my goodness it was the most amazing uh time and relief one uh uh down and now the next thing next is what stage. to do next yeah you know and what was it that was your turning point that kick-started your renewal journey uh um the, the 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 amazing thing was discovering uh the the type of foods that really trigger off this endo yeah. every single day if you eat certain things right. and and I, I i came across um uh, 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 a book written by uh, Christiana, uh, a, a female physician called Christiana Nutrup, and she spoke about the same endo. Mm -hmm. And then she mentioned the kind of stuff you can uh, try to eat and not eat to see if this will help you. Yeah. And so I read that and I was like, oh my goodness, okay uh let me try this and see if it works yeah. and what was amazing was i tried those and i took some of this food out of my diet and almost like uh like in, 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 in three days into it i was already feeling much better yeah. and and so i recognized and then in my prayer time, I asked the help of the Lord to show me, and many other things was revealed to me that I was eating that I shouldn't be having anymore, was revealed in my prayer, which was also amazing. Yeah. Because ordinarily, I won't get that. I, it, and it was all revealed, and as I saw that, plus what I read from uh, this uh, Christian neutral, as I started to experiment with this, and it was it was the most it was the best time for me because every sickness just went out of my system every pain calmed down i mean i started to feel a whole lot uh, in fact i remember thinking oh my goodness I, at at this point i've had i've had like four surgery removing mm -hmm. endo one after the other mm -hmm. and now uh, I've got adhesion everywhere, but as soon as this med uh, these foods went out of my system, I was feeling like much much better. I felt like oh, it's a, such a relief, yeah. and um, and all based to uh, and, was, and that was down to so the first part of it was the 
change of diet. It was a change of knowing diet. Knowing what the what the issue was. So getting know clarity what the on the diagnosis. Yes. Then being able to change, so change your diet the diet to and stop triggering that, those, that, symptoms. those symptoms. Yeah. And I think with everything after I, I've learned so much since then. Yeah. And to recognize and so much I've learned, so much I've read and I went and educated myself so much to recognize that the food, the intake, the things that I put in my body mm -hmm. is the cause of so many things. And of course, we put so much in our body from, from young age to now that sometimes they, they tend to come out later in life and, mm -hmm. and sometimes they, they start early. But what is important is that we are humans created to eat certain things and not certain things. And so, but we just have, with the media, giving us all kind of different suggestions. We've learned to pack everything into ourselves, only to see the cause of it. And 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 I, one of the major um, discovery for me, one of the uh, highlight of my of my discovery was the. The, the fact that the, the, the antibiotics that is given to cows and that is given to, to chicken uh, is part of the cause of what upset and caused the nausea and all the other bad um, endo that triggers these things inside, inside the, the body. And so the, this... The system is, my system must have been congested with all these antibiotics from the, uh, I mean, it stops me eating beef completely forever, even to now. Because I, uh, if it's, it doesn't, I remember someone saying, it's okay, you can have organic. No, I would not even bother with any kind of uh, beef because if, if the cow is going to cost that then let me just leave so i learned to leave some of this, those stuffs that i used to eat and uh, that are uh, uh, the direct uh uh that causes the the impact of trig that triggers that triggers off, that the, triggers the off uh, uh, endo for me and so um basically that's how i have yeah uh come this far and i've learned a lot since uh, in fact, I went educated myself uh, thoroughly on, on on these areas, so I can be able to help many other people. And then, what about? Um, obviously, that was like the first part of your healing journey. Mm. Um, can you explain to us, um, you know, in your own words, what happened the night of your healing? Isaiah fifty-eight, verse eight. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Amen. Okay, um, what happened in the night of my healing was this amazing uh, uh, is that um, I had a prayer group uh, which um, after after a while of not getting any more help from uh, the physicians and especially concerning my uh, 
um, my spondylolysis and uh, I prayed. I had a group and we were praying together. And after uh, the early morning of that uh, particular day, I, I heard a voice that says to me, uh, Janet, get out of that bed. This uh, is um, interesting, knowing uh, if you, if, from the story I've, I've told earlier, I had been in the wheelchair at this point for 15 years because I hadn't been able to walk. And so when I heard the voice saying, I mean, I was woken up from a deep sleep and, and tired and exhausted, and I heard Janet get out of that bed. I remember thinking, I, w I woke up slightly and thought, oh, no, maybe one of the kids calling me. Somebody, it can't be. And so I, I, I tried to go back to sleep, but I heard the voice. I heard the voice again the third time, and this time I knew I, it wasn't just any ordinary voice. So I remember jumping out as I was told, get out of this bed. I, the thought of the call was so strong that I think I must have just threw myself out of the bed and um, then I reached for the stick there's always a crush stick left by my bedside to help me uh, get myself up so I reached for this one of the voices don't take the stick and just walk all the way down to the stairs and you're going to walk back up again and and at this point i i was so still deep in the sleep that it, that those words didn't seem to trigger fear fear that boy you can't walk you have not been walking i just obeyed the voice i'm walking and i found myself walking i mean it was the most my body was shaking at this point um i was just shaking because i've not been walking without a stick yeah. Uh, without a chest, uh, a few yards away, I will use the crutch stick. Uh, not too far, uh, uh, far away away. Then I need this, the wheelchair, and so I'm. My body is vibrating with, with, and I can sense the pain on my lower spine. But it was as if it was contained. So I'm walking as I'm commanded, and walk right down to the steps. As I was, was the voice told me, walk right down and walk right back up and down to the bottom. I think I must have suddenly woken up because I realized, oh, Janet, what are you doing? And the voice seemed to be uh, gone at this point and I thought I was on my own. So I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to trip over here. Lord, what am I doing? I'm crying my eyes out and shaking vibrating my I sweat in profoundly and i think i was so out the sweat was so mm. pouring out of me and my knees shaking i i just knew my knee my leg was about to give and i was going to shout and call. my son's bedroom was downstairs below uh the stairs so i remember ah lord every time i think of you i'm and my body even now is like, and I'm trying to shout out to him to say, quick son, something, wake him up and say, give me my, uh, bring, bring your mom's crotch stick. I'm about to fall over. But 
the voice came and said, no, no, don't wake the boy up. Now get back on that step and make your way at this, make your way right up to the top of the stairs. At this time, my knee was like, I could, I could hear the bones cracking in my legs, my body sweating, I could feel the fire on my body. And I'm shaking and crying, crying, Lord, Lord, help me. He says, and, and the voice said, just keep going up the stairs and don't look back. Because at this point, I thought I was going to fall right back and, and break my neck or something. So it, 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 I went along using the stairs to drag myself up and drag myself and got to the top of the stairs, unbelieving. Mm -hmm. To myself, unbelieving, I got to the top and I'm stood there. I remember walking straight into my daughter's bedroom because she's right uh, uh, opposite the, stair the stairs at the top. And I walked into her room and she woke up suddenly and looked at me and said, Mom, what are you doing? What happened? Did you fall over? Where's your stick? Where's the chair? Where's your stick? I was wrong. Are you all right? And I'm shaking. Couldn't speak for a minute. Just shaking. Tears rolling <laughs> down my eyes. And, and she said, what's wrong? What's I said, I'm walking. I, I heard the Lord's voice. He says, walk down the stairs. I walk up. The, she said, oh my gosh. Did you? Are you all right? Are you walking? All right. And we started crying, both of us. She, she shouted, trying to wake up all the other kids. And... It's amazing. It's such an amazing, amazing. It's such story. a powerful, powerful moment that just even now talking about it is like nothing you can even. I can. I, I pinch myself to. Am I really? Am I really walking? And and uh, my youngest daughter, who she had never seen me walk, came running in and jumped at me and said, "Oh, mom, mom. I mean, are you walking?" Okay, walk up and down, walk down there, mom. Walk this way. Turn around, mom. Then I'm like, and my knee's still shaking. Yeah. This fire is still burning all over my neck. My, I thought my head was standing up on my head. And it was the most powerful, powerful. And God, it's just amazing yeah. what God can yeah. do. And how he can raise somebody like me off that it wasn't, I wasn't so full of faith and just so, no, I was full of fear, if anything. And I was, I was not even sure what I was doing, mm -hmm. but I see that God can do all things. Amen. And I cried, I, I couldn't stop crying. And I, and what happened afterwards was amazing because what happened Days after, I realized and I'm still walking, but my endo, all the feeling, all the pain, everything had disappeared. Mm. There was no pain in my lower spine. There was no pain in my stomach, in my stomach, or in my. In fact, any kind of pain I've ever ever felt, all went. With that moment of that miraculous healing, yeah, everything yeah. that was ever wrong with me went. And I felt, I've, I didn't, I think it took me a while to for it all to register. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, a trip a couple of times, but that was no big deal. Not, you'd not been work, been working, working for, for so many years. years. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, that was what happened after this amazing, miraculous healing that God alone could do. I, I don't think if any physician had, had called me to get out of that bed and walk, it would have worked because they would have to have given me some, uh, some morphine, something that could get me. But I don't even think that I could have worked because they already said, I remember the doctor saying that there's nothing we can do to get you to walk. It's the end of it. Mm. Uh, the physician that was attending to me then uh wasn't able to he said well after we've done everything we can't help you and they had said to my husband well i think she's gonna die this way uh she's probably gonna suffer this way and then end up uh living and, and dying and so just make her comfortable basically yeah. this was nothing else we could do but just I always say when when everyone gives up on you, when the world gives up on you, God never gives up on us. And so uh, I give God all the glory for this, uh, for my healing. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you was what would you, what advice would you give to other women who are perhaps living with a chronic illness um, or any kind of, you know, disease or condition and who are, somewhere in the middle where you were at that time where you know they've been given the diagnosis and now they're in that place of trying to cope mm. trying to mm. live with this thing um what advice i think you it, it probably varies for with everyone depends mm. on what the condition is and yeah. what you've been treated for but i will always say the best thing is always to walk along with your physicians especially now and see but to find people who are willing to help you to try different things yeah. and not just depend on the painkillers and the drugs, mm. but who are willing to, to assist, to walk alongside you, to find, if you have to, alternative uh, medicine that can help. I think I didn't have any kind of uh, guidance on, on doing or looking for alternative or doing mm. something else. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, I, for me, it, it, my faith have a strong um, uh, part in everything I do in life. And mm. prayer, prayer is, is a most powerful thing and it's what led me to my healing eventually. Uh, um, because I, um, I spent a lot of time praying and even though I didn't get a healing uh, right away, but I, I still kept on praying and so was my family and friends uh, but also I think it's important to recognize that food the things that we put in our body uh, is also what will come out of our body so it's important that if you're going through something that sounds like endo or that you've been diagnosed with endo that you have a, a discussion with your uh, your physicians and and see uh, if they can recommend a, a, a nutritionist that you can see because they they are qualified and experts in all these areas and they can help you in in sourcing out the kind of food best treatment plans, best treatment plans yeah. breast uh, nutrition plans uh, and all kind of stuff like that 
Uh, and on top of it, just be if you're a praying person, be praying. If you've never prayed before, try praying because it does help a great deal. And uh, in in our ministry, we we try to help a lot of other people, and uh, and I never recommend for anyone to do certain things uh, that I have had to do without them going to seek their doctor's advice because that is most important yeah. but so simply that is to check what you're eating check with your gp what you can do and can't do check if she will recommend uh alternative help medicine check um that you 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 put in the right things in your body and get a nutritionist to help you uh, and, 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 and try praying because that's so it helps. Jeremiah 17 verse 14 Heal me, Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are the one I praise. Amen. Another thing that you can do is, is speak to your physician, your doctors, and ask if they can recommend any kind of supplement and vitamins because they uh, were uh, a real great helper for me. Mm -hmm. uh, they were the source of um, balance that I, I needed to add on to everything else that I was doing. As I changed my diet, I needed to a supplement with other um, nutritional uh, supplement that can help to enhance my uh, my intake of food and, and to help to in fact to uh, give me a sort of balance especially um, when you find yourself coming out of or still in uh, a place of losing a lot of uh, strength of uh, your, your fatigue when you're poor, when your body is poorly and you're really poorly, you need uh, some kind of help with supplement and vitamins. Or, uh, but your doctors, they know uh, what they can recommend because they are seeing you and they're hearing you. And so you need to try and see about implement those kind of things uh, 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 along the way. And, uh, and again, keep the prayers going. I was going to ask you um, about throughout this time, that 15-year journey, what was your uh, faith life like? Um, what was your relationship with God like? Was it consistently, was it consistent or did you have like ups and downs? What was it like spiritually to go through that before you received the full healing? I think the most important for me, again, as I says, said earlier in the beginning, my faith played a major role in our, is the way I was raised and is the way I grew up. And in, in everything, I tend to lean more on, on, on getting help from the Lord. And so my faith was what drove me even closer to God. At that time, it drove me closer rather than 
uh, backwards because sometimes when we are in pain and agony and we cry to the Lord, oh God, heal me, and we think he doesn't hear us and it's not healing us or we don't think we deserve healing. In fact, I remember even after my healing, someone said to me, um, you go heal because you have such faith. I, I don't think so. I think God heals every one of us. And it's part of the message that he gave me to go tell. It's about tell everyone that I, I have a healing for every one of my children. And that I uh, and they all just need to come to me. Do you know, I, for me, my pain drove me closer to God. If anything, it helped me to grow stronger in my faith because I kept going to cry to the Lord. I, my family was going through so much with me in this and they had enough of it as it was trying to cope with, without me and trying to help me to cope. So everyone in my home was like, my family was inundated with this. They were all sick in that wheelchair together with me. And so when I needed, I, I, I make sure I'm crying to the Lord and asking to strengthen my family, help them to be, uh, to be able to cope with this, help them to live their own lives. And, and so it, it, it's what, it's a time that you can get close to God and ask him to help you. In this situation don't let the pain drive you away mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people yeah. uh because they don't get uh to to get get healing they tend to run uh, far away and i remember us praying year one year two or maybe because we, we are praying people maybe it will heal me before this time we can't uh, predict for god we can't also limit god or put a restriction uh we can't control when God does what he wants to do. Uh, the important thing that I always say is that God has his way of healing everyone. It's not everyone that God wants to take out of the wheelchair or give a, a leg to it when they don't have a leg or a hand to. Uh, but I tell you something, God heal us with his peace in our mind and help us to cope with what we're going through. I remember that God didn't heal me until I found peace in my mind until I finally came to a place of peace in my heart about what I was going through. I think he recognized that I needed to have that peace first because I was as too anxious about my life like this. How can I live like this for the rest of my life? I wasn't born with this disability. And, and that anxiety tends to take control and the pain to control and everything I was going through was taking over. But God had to let his peace take over in my mind. And he brought me to a place of total calmness and peace where I'm accepting the situation. And even when I've accepted it, I had to come to a place of not being anxious about what the next day will be like, what the next moment will be like. I think it's called the place of surrender to God in whatever the circumstances we're going through is. And in, now I recognize at those points that the only one that I can speak to was him. And so I didn't particularly choose. You don't have to, I don't think we, God is asking us to come and 
uh, sit down in, 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 in his pre presence every two seconds um, if we can't because whatever your circumstances is but in his presence we can be walking down the street we can be in a wheelchair we can be in an hospital bed we can be his presence is everywhere we are because god is in us and so the opportunity for me was knowing that i could do that so i'm talking to god communicating with him regularly and every second because i'm in a poor position already and i'm talking to him oh lord i'm feeling this pain now this is too difficult could you help me could you help me put this pain under control and i recognize also that because i was in such a high dose of medications and morphines and to for them to try and keep me in that place so the spine is not rubbing on each other it was really hard and I, in fact i felt sorry for the people who had to treat me because they are just unsure about how they can uh, they can help to 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 calm the situation so i turned to god for that mm -hmm. and i kept asking him please show them help them to know to understand what I, I can, they can do and can do help me to cope better and all kind of time and uh, and so instead of running further away for me it drove me closer because i found myself open up to talking to god 24 seconds every single moment i was in his presence mm -hmm. and i think that is what god asked of us he wants us to communicate with him every second every moment of our he wants to be a part of our lives whether we're in pain or not in pain whether we're happy or sad he wants to be a part of that and so that he can help us he wants us to depend on him mm -hmm. and boy did i depend on him i was he was my crush I was crushing on him and and depending on him for every moment and i still do even today so um i encourage you ever may listen to this or read this whatever stage you are in your situation just let god be your crush let him be uh the, the one you lean on and don't try and uh, put a timing toward when you think god should heal you try and leave let god give you peace so you can start living where you are even as you are god can do awesome things in your life even in the midst of that pain because i remember the things is when he said to me start up a prayer group i was still in pain in serious pain mm -hmm. but he wouldn't let me do anything else every time i come to ask a prayer and ask talking to god he's saying start up a prayer group that's all i ever heard and in the end many 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 people's life was changed by that prayer group apart from myself i think i was the last person that got uh, a healing from that group uh, uh many of us uh, found all kind of even exam school exams people who young people who were in the group who were going through exams at that time passed with with great good grades and it was just amazing it's amazing what god can do and he he in in that time he helps me to take my my eyes off myself for a moment whilst we're praying and take my mind off myself when he was doing that my mind was being healed to get peaceful and so we need to learn to recognize that god is a good god
and he's a loving father and his intention is to help us and so if we focus and and in in the way that looking back he was helping me to love on other people whilst he's loving on me so he wants yeah. to you to get to using even though you discomforted you're not comfortable you but as you still get to love on other people praying for other people he is using those moments to heal your mind and heal your body and it's amazing what god can do sometimes we don't have to go out of a wheelchair or or, or cross stick or whatever we're going through but he can use those moments of to heal our mind and still be able to do what is called us to become in life. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Renew Magazine podcast and a huge thank you to our guest, Pastor Janet Hopewell. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us your questions or comments to editor at janethopewell.org. We'd love to know what you thought about today's conversation and how Janet Hopewell's testimony of healing and renewal has changed or deepened the way you think about the importance of renewal and restoration. Do you have your own story that you'd like to share with us? Again, you can contact us at editor at janethopewell.org. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Renew Magazine. End all entries with the Renew Podcast hashtag. That's hashtag Renew Podcast so that we can see them and we can share your views on the next episode. Until then, from me, Anna Marie Hopewell, thanks again and goodbye.